0: What's going on everybody, it's your boy Drake with another Against the Grain podcast where we elevate your mind, align your purpose, and maximize your potential. So sit back and relax, and tune in to another episode. Yeah,
1: it's ATG. Alright
2: y'all, welcome back to another week of Against the Grain where we align your purpose, elevate your mind, maximize your potential. Yep. BZ,
0: you was on point this time. Yeah, last time I, I was tripping. Yeah. It's on me? <laughs> How y'all we been? Pretty decent, bro. You know what I'm saying? A lot of stuff done happened since this time last time, last week. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's been a quick week, to be honest. It has been, bro. It's kind of like Zoom, Zoom
1: by. Yeah. Man, it's
0: almost like it, like it just happened, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, a couple hours ago. Three minutes ago. <clears throat> <Man. Yeah. laughs> who knows, though? Mm-hmm. Who know? Mm-hmm. Things fly like the wind. Mm-hmm. Jewel. Jules, it's AGP,
2: man. <laughs> a- ATG. No, yeah. ATG. I don't know. I say AGP. Atlanta Greek Picnic. Shout out to Atlanta.
0: Hey, a- sponsor us Atlantic Atlanta Greek Picnic. All right, anyway, we get our free promo. Um, so we're gonna dive into a topic that's a little bit more serious in nature, but I feel like it needs to be talked about. So I ask you, brothers, to get it a little personal. You know what I'm saying? pull from your experiences and let's just kind of talk through some things Um, so this week we're going to talk about you know mental health in the black community Uh, specifically you know combating depression when we were introduced to mental health problems you know and probably like why it's not as talked about in the black community and kind of talk through those touch points as well so the first question that I want to pose to you gentlemen Is, um, you know, when was the first time that you were introduced to mental mental health, you know, or the awareness of it? You know, was it family? Uh, Was it in the household that you had to research it? Or was it something that we didn't talk about uh, growing up? Because speaking personally, like, I didn't, my first encounter was something I had to experience through, you know, my mom telling me about my grandpa. I've only seen this man twice, though. I guess he, I ain't gonna call him my grandpa. I don't know this dude, but uh, (laughs) whoever he is, my mom's dad. Uh, he was schizophrenic. And I was, you know, I was curious on why he acted in the way he did because I've only seen him twice but then when he acted very bizarre when I, you know, when I first met him. I asked my mom, like, you know, why does he act like that? She said, oh, because he's schizophrenic. You know, as a child, I didn't know what that meant. But growing up, you know, I've come to figure out, you know, that disorder. And it, it is never something that was elaborated on. So I want to know if that was just like in my household. And I didn't, I didn't touch on the next to keep probably until like I got to school and we talked about that. Like it's not something that's common talked about in my household and I want to know if you all had similar instances or were you introduced to it that your family kind of gave you those key points like what was your experience with mental health in general uh,
1: I don't think I was like consciously aware or even even heard the term mental health probably until I was like an adult like, I don't even can think the first time I heard that that phrase, mental health. Probably I was probably like
2: twenties, maybe my like early twenties. I think for me, I was I was introduced to it. I was I was uh, dating a female back in college, um, and I know she had her own you know uphill battles. So it wasn't until then that I really was exposed and experienced mental health. And I've seen how it affects a person's day-to-day activities and their moods and um, what have you. And then, you know, I found out, you know, uh, also when I was in college, how uh, how one of my, you know, brothers, he 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 also has it. He was diagnosed, uh, you know, bipolar and uh, schizophrenic. So, you know, it wasn't until the years that I, you know, really began to be exposed to it and understand um you know where the person goes on a day-to-day basis That do struggle with it
0: so kind of piggybacking off that since we didn't have much exposure to it to like maybe our 20s i would say it's pretty similar to me as well like people use the phrases like my mom told me he was schizophrenic you know probably when i was younger but i didn't know what it meant and you know, people had problems, they were like, Oh, they crazy, you know? Yeah, something you were like, crazy. That. like we heard crazy lot. like that's stupid or they just wild, you know what yeah. I'm Or oh, they don't know no better, you know. But we didn't really have key terms to kinda of pinpoint that. Now do you think that's, you know, a cultural thing, you know, especially within the black community, do you think like, you know, we're just kinda of taught to like, you know, given the experience that we've been through as a community, you know, as a collective. Are we taught to kind of persevere on and kind of bypass those things? Or is it just a a lack of knowledge or a combination of both? What
2: are your thoughts? I feel because the black community in its entirety is so familiar with struggle to where any type of struggle that we see, the answer is always the same. You got to push through. You got to fight through. You know what I'm saying? So they, they, they don't view it as it being anything outside of a traditional struggle and that you just have to continue to push through and quote unquote, get over it. But like you said, over the years, since it's become more prevalent, um, now people are, are beginning to identify and connect the dots with certain behaviors, maybe in your own personal life or that you've seen, you know, when you've encountered, encountered others in the past.
1: Uh, I feel like, uh I don't know if it's a cultural <clears throat> thing as far as racially. Like I definitely like part of it is is definitely racial. I feel like like I say, we come from traditionally struggle, um religious backgrounds to the point where being schizophrenic might be like, Oh, he got the devil in the or he got he possessed, you know what I'm saying, something like that, or or we might put it to the drugs or you know what I'm saying anything we can kinda of cast it off to. We could that like, oh, it's just a struggle with oh, jail. he just he just he just Got the devil anymore? He just he's strung out, you know what I'm saying. But they really might just need some help, you know what I'm saying. And those extreme cases, but I feel like in the day-to-day cases, as far as like uh, people dealing with like stress, anxiety, depression. Um, I mean, I feel like that's the overall United States thing, as far as like our, our culture, like you know, capitalism drives everything. Like so, stress management has always been an issue for this country. You know what I'm saying, but I feel like now we hit we hit a a point where we got three things really kind of hidden, where we got like social media, so you kind of got more voices out there. You have the impact of technology, and the fact that we have or receiving more messages is adding on to our stress level because our brain is handling more messages today than probably somebody had in their whole lifetime before. So that's impacting our brain, and then we have the health industry, like Big Pharma, like we're also the most medicated society. So I feel like a lot of people are like kind of are seeing effects of like, you know, stress, but also people are trying to push back on like, okay, now why are we getting, why especially like black children being medicated certain ways? Or why are we, why why is the first thing to, to do this? And like, so I feel like as far as like the black, the black struggle and like the call for like black involvement it's kind of pushing back to that, like okay, let's get more back to more in tune with like natural, spiritual things, and not just medicine. And like, how do we become more in tune mentally and spiritually versus just saying okay, you know, what, he got ad he, ADHD. Let's put this drugs on him. What if, okay, what if he got ADHD, but that's not the answer for him. Like, what if he needs just more attention, more time, more? You know what I'm saying? Whatever. And then also, I know it's a thing too where women, especially black women, get diagnosed for like the wrong disorders most often because like young black girls are usually way more evolved because of, you know, environmental conditions. So where black boys, like the behavior might be a little bit more obvious, like black girls, it's not as obvious that they may be struggling with mental health. So it's like a lot of different variables as far as like what's bringing attention to it. But I feel like social media is definitely bringing a voice, uh,
0: for like, especially like this generation of like black mental health. Okay. So to get even more personal with it, um, well, those are great insight from a macro standpoint, but you know to even get more micro with the situation. We've all experienced depression, uh, and I just say that because I know you know y'all my boys, you know we we we've spoken through these things, um, and those anxious feelings. So seeing that we didn't come from a background that kind of taught us to accept those feelings and embrace them as normal because it wasn't normalized behavior, you know. I can attest attest that we kind of had to figure things out on our own for the most part, or you know, had to man up in a sense you know, those air quotes like get right. through it. Um, so can y'all just ta- kind of talk about, you know, a period or two uh, times in your life where, you know, you know, you were fighting depression or being anxious or feeling like you had those intense emotions what did you do to combat those feelings or, you know, to kind of reconcile yourself and what was the main thing for you getting through in hopes of telling your story can kind of help somebody else that were kind of, that kind of dealing with those same stresses or pains or, you know, that uh, depressive state? So
2: um, <clears throat> so I think to speak to uh, anxiety, um, you know, I, I, I know I, I had a major um, event occur at the end of last year. In which they brought out a lot of anxiety, in which you know depression, depression derived from it, um. And I think just over the years, you know, when you're not fully equipped, I think as a child coming up to, like you said, take take upon certain situations and have a healthy outlet to talk to with someone, and you know, like you said, you they they do tell you just to man up, um, when they don't really have that skill set to mentally process a diagnose a, a situation. You begin to add on to the anxiety and depression. So, um, man, one one thing about me that that really brings me peace, there there there's a scripture in the in the Bible and it talks about be anxious for nothing. You know what I mean? So for me, I always I always go back to that and I and I read that. Um and then from there I, I began to apply that because it allows me to know that God knew that we were gonna go through Anxiety, and he knew that we were going to you know, encounter certain struggles. You know what I'm saying? So therefore, he's laid out a blueprint in regards to how to deal with it. I think from a from a behavior standpoint, personally, what I do outside of reading it is to attack the root cause of the issue and it's to have healthy outlets. You know what I'm saying? I may call y'all more frequently when I'm going through something opposed to when I'm not. You know what I'm saying? Because I need to talk about it. I need to process it. I need to figure out what's going on. So just having those healthy outlets. It can be working out. You know what I mean? It can be a variety of things. It can be reading for someone, but just really getting your mind off of that issue. Yeah, you right. There. Okay, cool.
0: So, in the area of full disclosure, I'm going to be very transparent, because uh, I feel like that's the best way to kind of get through people. So I think it's two key moments in my life that kind of impacted me at a... Um, in a way that kinda either that that shaped me essentially. So in my adolescence, um, we had just moved from the north side of North County, um, uh, and I had a, you know, a bad grade year or whatever, uh, through that period. I was coming to a new environment, I didn't know nobody. Um, I was doing bad in school. I think um the team that I was on, I think either, you know, the Church League or whatever basketball team I was on I couldn't play with anymore. Because we had moved, blah, 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 just a whole bunch of, you know, circumstances that were going on. Um, uh, and I had, I got bad grades. My dad was, like, real disappointing, like, real bad. And that's just the PG way of saying it, you know what I'm saying? Like, very averse, so, like, you know what I'm saying? I would wake up, and you know, I was on punishment. He didn't necessarily talk to me. I ain't talk to them. Both my parents be going at work all day. I'd be in the house all day. I didn't know anybody. I feel like it was a very toxic situation because my brother was out with his friends and stuff. He was kind of in his teenage years, and he didn't really stay with us. You know, he was really on the south side mostly. So, like, you literally spent hours with yourself
2: mm-hmm.
0: thinking to yourself about all the stuff you're doing wrong. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I, like, yep. I didn't feel like my parents liked me, per se, because we didn't have much interaction. I didn't do nothing but eat. I, I gained a lot of weight that summer. Uh, I didn't have any friends, so I just kind of stayed in the house watching TV, like, that's monotonous, that's boring to me, I hate that actually, like, I hate being caged up in, you know what I'm saying, in the house, but that's how I felt, like, I was literally spending hours with myself, and I'm like, I I hated this, and me and my dad didn't have a great situation growing up, because he was very authoritative, like, almost dictatorship, like, we didn't have a conversation to where we can talk through things, it was like, he say something, and that's what it is, you know what I'm saying, or if he asked me my thought process, he didn't care, He's like, oh, that's stupid. Anyway, why would you? Well, you know, why? Why you think that? And I'm like, you know, man, why you ask me? You know what I'm saying? So it got to the point where I shut down. And I just wouldn't talk to nobody. Like so, like I was literally thinking myself through every problem, and it was, it was, it was a sad state. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I was blessed enough to get up out of this situation, like by you know meeting some people, going to the park, and figuring some things out. But I, I realized at a young age, I'm like, man, I don't like life right now. Like this is pretty bad. You know what I'm saying? Like. I need something to change, or else I'm not like I'm not really feeling getting up in the morning because I don't, you know, what I'm saying I don't get along with my, my dad, you know what I'm saying, or you know I'm not getting on my parents, my fr- my friends, who you know what I'm saying, super far away, I can't get to them. It's the summertime, I just got bad grades, I feel like everybody disappointed, me. like I wasn't, you know, what I'm saying in the space to kind of deal with that Now fast forward, um, in college, I dealt with a very bad breakup um, that kind of put me in a depressive state um but even you know moving from that like i was in grad school in a place where i didn't want to be at you know what i'm saying it's like well, you consistently in an environment that you feel like it's toxic it, it eats at you you know what i'm saying so it's like i'm working towards a degree that i don't care about like i literally have my degree in my house my diploma was mailed to me maybe three weeks ago i have not opened it up because i don't care about it all it does is remind me of a place that i didn't want to be at you know what i'm saying there was no joy in me graduating more than me just leaving that environment, period. I went through so much pain, heartache, hard times, troubling times throughout those two years of me trying to finish up in a place, in an environment that I didn't know, that I couldn't grow in. You know what I'm saying? It's like everything I wanted to do, I felt like it was getting stumped out. It's like you stumping stuffing out a fire. Every time you try to ignite it, I felt like it was getting stumped out because of the environment. Like It was suffocating. I didn't have oxygen for it to grow. So I hated it You know what I'm saying I hated waking up I hated the monotony of Going to class Or going to work every day Like I wasn't making nothing I was broke <laughs> I was doing class work About stuff I wasn't passionate about And I hated Like all my partners Had moved on You know what I'm saying Like all my people Was gone You know what I'm saying I was fortunate enough To have uh, some people In my corner that kind of help me See through all those times But for the most part You know I felt Dead Like nothing I didn't feel anything Like other than like no hope to look forward to you know what i'm saying it's like i had owed the government so much money i had like i was just down bent in a lot of different ways a lot of people didn't know because i kind of kept it to myself but it's like but you don't have avenues to talk through that you know what i'm saying or like you have moments where like you want to break down but it's like you gotta be strong because that's what's instilled to you growing up like like you the one-man band you know what i'm saying like Or when people look to you for strength, you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of my people came to me for advice. Or, like, people came to me for, like, hey, bro, hey, I need to get through this. So I can't be, like, I can't let my, you know, armor down because I feel like I'm letting everybody else down type thing. You know what I'm saying? So it was, like, it was a lot of pressure all day, you know, and I dealt with that. And it was mentally taxing and draining, you know what I'm saying? And the way I dealt through it is, like, like, pursuing myself and my passion. So, like, walking within my passion, doing stuff that I love to do, surrounding myself with people who were like-minded. But it was difficult to get through that point cuz it's like you feel like nobody can understand your own like you feel I me mean? it's like when you think about it you be like damn what you in the, what you complaining about this for like what you like you it's almost like we can't feel environment. wrong for feeling yeah. that way. Yeah, it an environment where you you feel wrong for you know what i'm saying like not feeling it all the time or like struggling you know what i'm saying it's like you can't even struggle in peace you know what i'm saying cuz somebody going to look at you as weak or less than or inferior and uh That bothered me for a long time, you know, and I'm still working through those insecurities as well, Mm -hmm. but I'm blessed to have a great support team, people I can ride with, like you two gentlemen, uh, and, you know, and various others, and, you know, I write through things, I work out, basketball, and all that, but it's like, you have to have safe spaces to talk through things, or even just to feel, be vulnerable, or that pressure could cripple you, you know what I'm saying, like, you can get to the point where, like, you get lost in your own thoughts, and that's a dangerous space. Cause mm-hmm. you gonna lose a lot of people who not willing to talk through, you know, their demons. You know what I'm saying? Like I, a lot of homeboys that I didn't even know, you know, were were battling like severe depression. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's pivotal to check on your people. Mm-hmm. Pivotal to check on your people. A text can literally change a life. A phone call can alter a life. You feel me? Like you know what i saying? All, and like a thought of someone and acting out on that I thought can save a life. So I figured out all those things as well, and it's like you can't be afraid to talk about depression, especially within the black community, or as black men, because we face it. And we have immense pressures on us as it is, and you know we gotta.
2: It's, it's, it's a tug of war sometimes, but we got to get that give and take as well. I think it's important to also redefine what strength actually is, the meaning of strength. The meaning of strength is not holding on and just trying to suck it up, chunk it up, and get through it. Strength is, hey, I, I'm cognizant of the fact that I'm going through something, I'm having these feelings or emotions that this affecting me like this. I need to verbally express that to people. I need to find these healthy outlets. Because like you said, we're losing a lot of people on a daily, on a yearly basis due to mental illness. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, I even remember during the time during your undergrad, Draven, you was going through things. Mm-hmm. And yet I, I didn't even know until, you know, later on. Mm-hmm. And I remember it was a, it was a conversation. I was on the phone with one of our partners. And you was around, and I asked about the particular uh subject, mm-hmm. and, like, you just snapped on me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking like, well, damn, we've been boys for damn near 10 years. Like, like where did this come from? Yeah. And I was like, all right, well, you know, everything. I'm just going to leave him in that situation alone. But it wasn't until we, you know what I'm saying, revisit that conversation, and you gave me a backdrop about what you was going through during doing that time frame to allow me to realize and understand that, okay, he was going through something like that.
0: Yeah, bro. And it, was, it was maturity. I don't mean to, you know, I know we're going to get to you, but, you know, it was a maturity thing for me as well, because I didn't know how to cope with my own demons, you know what I'm saying? So I, I ran away from them, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm isolated in my thoughts. So I, I, okay, I can cope with them, but when you bring them to my attention, I don't know how to react. Yeah. Because I'm embarrassed, yeah. I'm hurt, I'm all this, and I don't know how to do that other than to meet it with defense mm-hmm. and aggression. So when you came to me about something that I wasn't hold in, or that I didn't right, feel right, confident
2: right,
0: prepared, in, yeah. I came real defensive. Mm-hmm. You know, cause I, I wasn't prepared to talk through everything that was going on with me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and that was just a lack of enjoyment. And a lack of me knowing as well. Like, I, yeah. didn't, I didn't know no better. Like, yeah, nobody kind of put their own rhyme. Like, this is okay. We can talk through this. It's okay. Well, shit, it's okay to cry. Mm-hmm. It's okay to not feel good. You know what I'm saying? Like It's okay to crumble. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's, like, it's okay to fall. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. you got X amount of hands ready to pick you up. You know what I'm saying? I had to realize that in my maturation and growth. But well, that's why I said it's so pivotal to check on people because not everyone can get to that point alone. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like man, that, it could be a hell of a mountain to try to climb alone. You know and it could feel real steep if you don't have that support system to kind of get you there. Yeah, I
1: agree. I agree with all that. Uh, I think a big thing about that, you know, before I kind of dive into so, you know a little story, but like just how. Like we gotta we gotta change how we how we groom you know, young men and boys to be, you know, and understand like what it means to be a man, you know what I'm saying? Like I think that that that's a a key component. Like I don't know if y'all, y'all can attest to that, like that's a the image you try to live up to to be a man, especially as a black man, is it it can be a toxic image, you know, and if people say that the toxic masculinity thing, um like it, it comes from that that image of what we're supposed to be as men, and then when when life happens and you like nobody's a hundred percent perfect. Nobody's gonna hundred percent check every single box. So if you got this false image of like, and then to think about it, like how many how many of us really have that that's that that man who you know what I'm saying checks all the boxes of what we the image. I know everybody got an image. Every black man probably listen to this got an image of what they think a strong black man should be.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I guarantee you, at least half of those people don't have that strong black man in their life. So we're trying to be something we don't even know what it is. We're trying to be something that we don't even we haven't even seen it. Right. We're trying to create something from nothing, and it's like yeah we yeah we have mothers that but mothers can't instill that in you. You know what I'm saying? And so we talk about a lot of times like about society and how how we get that that image. And I feel like once you can't live up to it, you feel like man I'm not being a man. I gotta man up. I need to. I need to man up. You know what I'm saying? I not, I can't break down. if so I gotta man up. It's a terrible so you're phrase. Saying, so you saying you saying I I can't even I can't really be vulnerable in this moment because I'm not being a man at this point.
0: It's real, bro. I know yeah. you gotta rap about your stuff, but that's how my relationship with my father was. You know what I'm saying? Like, let me first and foremost say this: I have one of the greatest fathers in the world, most supportive. I know he'll move heaven and hell just to you know make sure I'm straight. So that's a full disclaimer. But I can also say with confidence that I did not like that man until it became 16 or 17 we didn't have a close relationship we bonded through sports and it was almost that toxic masculinity you know what I'm saying like we didn't talk through things you know what I'm saying like he told me what it was and that's what it was you know what I'm saying or I I didn't get words from him unless it was through achievement of sports you know what I'm saying I know he was trying to do it the best way he understood because his father wasn't around like I don't know my grandfather on either side my mom or my dad so I don't know what that grand paternal figure looks like you know so I'm blessed to have my dad he did the best he could with the information that he had or the best that he tried to do but he didn't have that loving figure like he was forced to grow up at a young age so he kind of posed it on me as well so we didn't have those light hearted fun moments I mean he was fun sometimes but stern most you know what I'm saying so it's like Mm -hmm. I didn't have somebody to talk to about those measures so I became reclusive in nature Mm -hmm. so when people talk to me about stuff I get defensive in nature because I couldn't Mm -hmm. talk through things initially you know what I'm saying you know how I didn't know how you never practiced it I never had the opportunity you know what I'm right. saying and I feel like you trying to <clears throat> shut me up or you trying to pick it because that's what he would do like he's a very it's not intentionally but he's 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 a very direct and bold person so like he could, he could say something to me as a child and it would really mess me up you know what I'm saying like I could have twenty points like yeah you missed some free throws though he's like you ain't doing enough you finna go back home you gonna do this you know what I'm saying I'm like hmm. man I'm just trying to enjoy the moment. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. let me, you know, enjoy. Like, But it wasn't nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? He's just like, you know, he has a, he has a harsh tone sometimes. Like, you couldn't be sensitive. So I learned over time that like, I couldn't be overly sensitive to stuff or I was going to fold under pressure. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, I didn't have that opportunity kind of, man, I want to talk to you. But, like, this is how it made me feel. I don't care how it made you feel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, what are we talking about here? Like, get it done. Like, get out of my face type. So it's like. That's why we didn't build that relationship till I had to like eventually snap on him like, hey, listen, I'm a man too. And I ain't know if I was gonna die that day. <laughs> straight <laughs> up, I ain't even gonna figure it with you. Like, okay. I ain't know if I'm gonna die that day. But we really had an argument. And I feel like from that point he started respecting me. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I want to. Really, the only thing I wanted was approval, and that sounds cliche as hell. But that's the only thing I wanted in this world. That's why I went get the guy all these degrees and all this and all that. Only thing I wanted was his approval. By damn, I'm proud of. You. That's it. I would have been satisfied with that. From that's
2: that's crazy. Man,
1: that's crazy, but yeah, I'd say all that to say, kind of like I mean, just just growing up without without a problem household in a household like uh, I don't know, I feel like my 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 first like battles with mental health started like probably as a teen, like just having like just mood imbalances. You know what I'm saying? I would be I be up one moment, and then I would be down, like up, and it, it wasn't even like it wasn't like something had to happened. It was just, like, kind of happened. It was just, like, a pattern, you know what I'm saying, in my life. So, uh, I never got, like, diagnosed with anything or nothing like that, but it was just kind of, like, a pattern for, like, 13 years, you know what I'm saying, 14, 15 years. And it's kind of, like, I just got used to dealing with it, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't even, like, I talked about that often. Like, I, I used to write about it sometimes, but it was, just like, a just a normal thing, you know what I'm saying? I never thought anything of it, like, until I, I kind of got exposed to, like, I think college, but, like, mental health, I'm, like, the hell is mental health. Like what you mean? Like I'm healthy. You know what I'm talking about. So it's kind of like, oh, these are these different things. I'm like, I'm looking at different like disorders. My like, man sound kind of like the what I be going through. That that kind of like kind of tripped you up a little bit. He's like, man, I'm I, I've I've been going through this this whole time or like whatever. What's going on? But I feel like a lot of that like going into like you said adolescence and being a young adult going into your twenties, you you get the pressure of like. Like I said, what 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 image of the black man not am becoming? Cause everybody know you got you got the you got the, you know ain't shit black man. You got the black man who the dead be and I mean for me, I mean like I said, love my dad, but I mean not the best father. Uh, a lot of kids about different women, so I mean for the most part you, you he be the be father. You know what I'm saying? Who who got more? You know what I'm saying liabilities than he got assets, so he can't take care of them. So. You, you can't be a man for everybody because you, you can't be a man for yourself because you got too much to, you don't even have enough. You know what I'm saying? So it's like not having that connection. Like I don't think people realize like how how like crippling that is as a young black man, like not having that image because you start making stuff up. You start trying to, you either pick the wrong role model that's close to you, which what I, what I was trying to do. I was trying to, you know, all, all these my people in the game, so let me, let, me join, let me hang out with the boys. This is how, this is how I'm going to be a man. This is, how this is my only outlet. And like, like I said, a lot of black men, it's either, you, hey, I'm going to join the gang, or if you like, got the opportunity to go join sports, or, like, you got to get something. You, you gonna, what, what are you going to do? Like, and it's not that many outlets. You got to think about, like, the public school system is failing, so you got kids who who aren't being taught the right things. Not only we're not getting an education about you know finances and media and not we're not getting any kind of spiritual help or or mental health. None of that stuff is going on. You also don't have the balance in the, in, the, in the households. Like, so what do you want? What do you want these young men to do? You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, okay, well, my my lifesaver was college. Like if I didn't go to college, I don't I don't I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Because my mindset was it wasn't in the right place in in this in this environment i was just doing dumb stuff i was just like i didn't know who i was i had an identity crisis hence the whole i'm not busy thing you know what i'm saying like it was kind of just like you know who am i you know what i'm saying i'm not who i'm not who you really think i am i might be someone else and it was like that identity crisis came from just like not having that that paternal figure or or the the the, the grandfather i mean the grandfather I don't know if y'all know, like grandparents are supposed to really like raise the kids, almost. You know what I'm saying? The grandparents have enough wisdom because they've raised a set of kids already to know what to do for the next generation, and so the parents are kind of really supposed to bridge the gap because they know what's current and what's fresh, and the, and they kind of balance the the new and tradition. So we don't, you don't have grandparents or grandfather or father. What are you supposed to do as a black man? And then, the, and the sad part is like, like you, we we say they don't know any better, but it's like the. These are the same men who went through the same exact things like brother, how you not gonna break that cycle? Right. You know what I'm saying? And I understand right. everybody had their own pain and trauma to go through, but it's like, bro, like you know what that was like for you, not having not having that, that legacy of me to, to follow in your footsteps. You know what I'm saying? So we, I feel like that that was a huge crippling thing for me, just like, all right, and the only thing I only thing I had was I don't wanna be like my dad. Cool. So I have I have really anything to look up to. I take anything. I, I didn't. I didn't want to be like him, and so the, now I'm, I'm just. Em- I'm already empty because I, don't, you know, he's not around. I'm not Empty because you know I don't have a, a man in the household to say, you know what, you know what, son, do it like this. You know what, son, I'm proud of you. You know what, son, let's let's move in this direction. You know what, son, this be good for you. Like nothing, you know. My mother did the best she could with three kids, and and, lead us down the right path. You know what I'm saying, but it's a reason you have two parents. Cause you only do so much, and you one person, and you know, so you watch, you watching your mother stress herself out trying to take care, of the, take care of the household when you know a man should be there helping to provide. You know what I'm saying to help nurture the the household. And it's like man, so you got all this stress, you know, coming down at you. And my brother has several palsy, so it's kind of like, all right, it's my older brother, but it's also like I got to look out for him as well. You know what I'm saying? So it's like more added 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 pressure, added stress. You know what I'm saying? Even now, I think about you know how I want my life to 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 lead. I think about, you know, my brother, like how am I gonna help take care of my brother in, in in twenty, thirty, forty years? Like he gotta be taken care of. So it's just like different things like that. But if it was if it was a generation of men, you know what I'm saying, that that was helping, like aiding, that's that's ten percent, you know what I'm saying? It it changes the dynamic, of how people can even just, just move. So, uh, like I said, that that kinda like put me in a in a worse space, like I think for every black man, like, who don't have that generation of, of men to, to kind of look up to or don't have the right men. Some people got the men in a family that have the right men, you know what I'm saying? Some people have horrible dads. Some people have horrible grandfathers that do things that, that you know what I'm saying, that are traumatic. So I I ain't saying you know, just having the dad, but having, you know what I'm saying, the man with the right mindset, you know what I'm saying, who has right morals and values that he instills in you. But So I think we set off, we already set off on a bad bad course, you know what I'm saying? We saw the 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 playing field ain't level, you know. what I'm saying we well, gonna have a father and you a, and you a man. It's just it's just off, you know. what I'm saying so and then just kind of leading to college. Once you know, so I got in an accident in 2016 in March, so almost three years. Actually, damn, you know it's yeah it'd be three years and, and three days. So it's like that kind of set me off. You know, I, I had a work accident, a metal pipe hit me in the face and like shattered, fractured the what is orbital or, 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 or bone. Like all that, so just dealing with that issue, the medical issues, and and dysmorphia, and all that kind of stuff. Like uh, that's that set me. That was probably the the biggest thing that set me back. I, I thought like you know my previous thirteen years of dealing with like the imbalance thing. I thought that was the worst thing I could possibly deal with. And then I was I was wrong. Like I was just in like a pit abyss. Like I say abyss of depression. Like abyss. Like no lower you can possibly get like suicide uh, substance abuse all that kind of everything like that's death, dark, death, dark dark you know what I'm saying and I was just like man I ain't you know I can get this low like and so I don't right and the thing is people are like oh man I, I, I had a spur of depression I'm talking about like every day for like two years straight every day. Like, and it, and think it was like instant, you know what I'm saying? It was like one event, like a blink of an eye, like the next day, everything was downhill. And it was just like, bro, I, I can't get out of this. And so, the only thing that helped me like really kind of just like keep pushing out of it was just like, I mean, at first, I, I ain't gonna lie, like that first year was down the drain. There was no, there was nothing, nothing positive happening like for me. Like I, even when I thought something positive was happening, it was a haymaker coming right behind it. Like, oh, this is some good news possibly coming. And it was like, nope, we lied. It's it's bad news. So it was just like that first year. I don't know, bro. I just wipe my hands with that first year. Like, it's a year of my life just gone. Like, I can't even say I got anything out of that first year. It was just bad. You know what I'm saying? The second year is like I was trying like, man, it's been a year. I need to. I need to. I need. I don't know. I don't know how, but I need to start climbing out of this. I think like you know, just having the having the time kinda of deal with it, you know, having the support of my my sister was, was big. Um yeah, Dre. Um, uh, but just like it was day by day, moment by moment. You know, I ain't gonna lie, it was it was it was like literally moment by moment. It wasn't like I couldn't even count the days. I was literally counting the minutes. Just like, bro, another minute of this like, I I couldn't I couldn't even get out of it. So like I I just try to start doing new things. Like I'm I'm stuck, I feel stuck. Let me start trying to Grow. Let me start trying to learn different things. Let me try to apply what I what I do know. Um, you know, certain things start getting better, like, you know, you get small wins here, small wins there, and I think just it was really just staying afloat. And I think I guess my first year I didn't kill myself. You know what I'm saying? It was like that that brutal, like, okay, I stayed afloat. That was my win for the year. Like I stayed afloat. You know what I'm saying? It was like, okay, cool, I'm afloat. And I guess maybe that was my only win out of that year. It's like, okay, I I, I maintain. I don't know how, but I maintain. And so second year, was kind of like, okay, I, I am maintain, I'm, I'm, maintain it mentally. I feel, I feel like I'm, I guess at that point, I kind of felt like I was at least getting through the moment. Like I was surviving it. So it didn't kill me. It wasn't breaking me. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm a little bit stronger than I think I am because I ain't, I ain't break. I ain't fold. I ain't, I ain't just crumble under a small incident that, you know what I'm saying, could have been, I mean, could have been anybody, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, all right, this ain't the worst thing to happen in the world. I need, to, I need to bounce back from this. And it was just like small moments like, okay, how can I how can I get more motivated? How can I just searching for things like to be motivated with, search things to be grateful for, like small things. I used to go outside a lot. Nature helped me a lot in this journey, I ain't gonna lie. Even that first year, like sometimes I just have to go outside just like look up. That's like, okay, bro, like you going through this, but it's a whole world out here. Eight billion people, it's a lot going on, you know. Even, you, even though you are where you are right now, you, you still got things to be grateful for, you know? So even in that moment, I had to find like, okay, like, man, I'm grateful you know, to have my sister here with me to kind of just be, to kind of just be staying afloat. You know what I'm saying? And I used, to, at nighttime, I used to go outside, look at the stars, like, man, this, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we are in a small place in a huge galaxy. I'm like, man, my problems are real small. Even, you know what I'm saying, they big to me, but they real small out, like, looking out the moon, like, bro, it's, it's a whole, it's planets and, and stars and stuff I ain't never seen out there, like, the world is big, like, my problems are small. So I, the key, I to tell myself that, like, even, like I, I look outside now just to remind myself, like, bro, like, the, it's okay, like, the world, the world is, is bigger than this moment, the world is bigger than, than my life, the world, like, not to be, like, not to make myself sound insignificant, but just to me to recognize, like, the grander scheme of things, like, so, that, that helped me, like, just understanding, like, man, life is huge. Like, there's a lot out here that I don't even understand. And so it kind of, like, piqued my interest a little bit more. Like, I'm I'm really big in the space and stuff like that. So um, that kind of just helped me just keep myself afloat as well. And then, you know, as time gets on, you get to add more things, start reading more books, you start you start just studying more things and, like I said, getting that personal growth in. And um, it was a slow process, you know. And I, I can't even tell you when, you know, probably sometime in the last six months, like, really kind of just, like, I right, jumped out of it. Um, and just trying to, see, seeing, seeing I guess, potential for myself and not feeling, like, powerless in the moment. Like, I think there's anybody who's going through anything similar now, like depression or anxiety, it's the moment you feel powerless, you know what I'm saying? So you got to really just capture that moment, be grateful for it, understand that there is a bigger, a bigger picture. There's a bigger picture for you, you know what I'm saying? Even in your life right now, like, there's more to come. Like, in 20 years, will this problem matter? You know, in, in, in 50 years, will this problem matter? You know what I'm saying? you if you got a situation with, you, you know, you upset with a spouse, upset with a, a parent, like, will it matter in 50 years? You know, if your parents pass and you mad over, you know, uh something small, like, you know, whatever it is, like, will that matter in 50 years? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh man, you, you, your parents are gone, you mad over this issue. You know what I'm saying? Some, some stuff you gotta resolve, you gotta, you gotta get past, like, you understand your issues is not forever they just a moment, a, a small moment, like the smallest fraction of a moment in time. Like, the you know what I'm saying? The, we've been here billions of years and you got this small problem, this small span of time, whether it's months or years, it's still a small amount of time. And so we got time to change it. We got time to do different things and grow. And it's gonna be hard, it's gonna be challenging, but you gotta find the outlets and find the people you can connect with. If you can't connect with any anybody else, Man, I don't know if you're spiritual or whatever, whatever. Connect with God, connect with yourself, meditate, pray, do yoga, journal, whatever. Like you got to find a space that you can reflect and express yourself, but also have gratitude in that same moment. So,
2: I think I think what's what's interesting is um, whenever you think about mental health, you're associated with that. You you associated with crazy, right? And being judged by people. And as you two were talking, I was sitting here and I was thinking, because I'm like, man, these two have got very descriptive and very personal about their experiences, right? And I gave a very vague response, right, when I was talking about, you know, struggles. I just said I went through an event, but I didn't say what that event was, and I really didn't highlight anything. And I did it because I guess self-consciously, it goes back to that not wanting to be judged for what you go through. You know what I'm saying? Those raw emotions that you experience but then you know speaking to the support system having you two here to you know share that it will make someone else feel more comfortable in this instance me feel more comfortable to get more personal and share my experiences with mental health anxiety depression etc so just to give you know an edited answer or edited response I feel as if I've been struggling with it majority of my life. You get what I'm saying? Like, when I look back at it, I I feel I've been, I've struggled with anxiety and depression majority of my life. And it's interesting because the common denominator derives from fatherhood, right? Or a lack thereof. You know what I'm saying? In in, in me and Beasy case. And it's like, you know, experiencing it, it has a major impact in the it shapes you because then you believe to question things about yourself and you begin to beat yourself up about certain things. You know what I'm saying? You begin to feel as if you or your situation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And without having those healthy outlets and without being educated on what mental health is, you can't even speak to it. Like we all said, we haven't even heard of the word mental health. Like, 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 like. That shit is new because we haven't heard, have heard about it since what? Until recently, within the past five, six, yeah. maybe seven years. Right. So without having a proper identifier, you just think I'm tripping. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like you know something's off, but you can't even properly articulate what that something is because as a, as a young teenager. When did y'all even hear the first word, Depression. <laughs> I, I don't, like, don't
1: even think I heard that word
2: until maybe for me probably college. college. Man, that's college. crazy. That's crazy. Anxiety probably again that's, college. That's crazy. So like you said, when you begin to read about the symptoms, I begin to be like, Okay, wow, this is like I mirror a lot of these and then once you realize that again, consciously, it's like, Oh shit, I'm i I have this, I might have it. I can't tell nobody this. Okay. I'm be viewed as a weak. I was just about to say or less crazy. Than, so first crazy the
0: word, apprehension or depression you think of like, weakness. And you're like, yeah. you're like, that's not me. You know what I'm saying? You get defensive yeah. in nature. you like, I'm not weak. even though you have those, you know, characteristics or you exhibit those qualities, and that's how you're like, yeah. oh, that, that ain't me. you know what
2: I'm saying? That's yeah. Wow, yeah. I'm no, 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 you good, you good. So it was just like, it was just kind of ironic how throughout the conversation, I'm like, man, I did the exact thing that a lot of people do, and there's not really talk about it. You know what I'm saying? There's not really diving deep. But then you guys did what's, what was what, what's actually needed people in that situation is be personal, is be transparent. You know what I'm saying? Hey, look, I understand. I went through the same thing. I'm going through the same thing. I'm currently going through anxiety. You know what I'm saying? Due to the um, recent bad relationship that I got, got out of and due to the miscarriage. You know what I'm saying? And with me already being a father, and to, for me to even think about sometimes how I'm supposed to have a child here later on this year, but that child is not going to be here got to fuck you up. You know what I'm saying? Like, big time. So it's like, what do you do with those feelings? What do you do with those emotions? What do you do with the sleepless nights or only getting three, four hours of sleep in and you wake up super early in the morning and you literally have really nothing to look forward to until your day gets started. And now you're just sitting there just dealing with the problem lost in your thought. You know what I'm saying? How do you combat that? How do you get through that? You know what I'm saying? It's like, over time, you began to you know find different methods and i can even think back to you know doing the duration of time in college i was drinking you know what i'm saying like i was kicking i was drinking i didn't i, I didn't i didn't hit you know what i'm saying blunt to fresh from year of college you know what i'm saying so i began all these unhealthy coping mechanisms that were just temporary fixes you know what i'm saying it didn't it didn't address the root cause but also it hurt too much to really get down to the root cause. Because in order to get to the root cause, you really have to self-examine yourself, and you really have to peel back those layers like an onion to really identify and address that that, 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 that starting point of where that hurt derived from. And that's a hard process to do, and a lot of times you can't even do it unless you go through isolation first to get to the root cause. You know what I'm saying? So it's like going through that process it's hurtful. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's extremely hurtful. Yeah.
1: Especially when it goes back to childhood. Cause yeah. Because you've, you've been doing it your whole life. You've your a you've been,
0: you've been conditioning you yourself the whole your You don't even know that it's wrong. Because you don't even know it, it's, it's wrong. It's normalized. You know what I'm saying? So you've normalized a behavior that is unhealthy. Yeah. But you don't know that it's wrong because it's almost like second nature to you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like breaking the cycle. So it's, it's really, it, one, facing your demons, and two, accepting your truth. So facing your demons is like, basically, going to the root of the problem, as you alluded to earlier, and be like, this is exactly what it is. Like, I struggle from inadequacy. I feel like I'm inadequate. Yep. I don't care how many titles people press upon me. Oh, you have a degree. Oh, you have a master's. Yep. Oh, you're doing well. I'm not. I feel inadequate. Yep. You know what I'm saying? That's something that was brought to me, you know what I'm saying, when I was young. And I still feel like that. Like, even though I'm doing all this, my dad wanted me to be a hooper. So, the fact that I'm not a hooper, I feel inadequate. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know what I'm saying? As smart as I feel like sometimes I've been called stupid probably more times than I've been called smart. So I feel inadequate. You know what I'm saying? So I have to cope with those labels by putting more labels that don't do anything but try to put a Band-Aid on a scar that's not getting healed. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I had to go to the root and be like, I'm cool with me. I'm comfortable with me. Even though I know I can do better and I will strive to do better, I still love me. Yeah. That was hard. It was a point in time where it was hard. It's, sometimes it's still hard, honestly. Not faithfully with you You know what I'm saying It's still hard to kind of get through that But I'm accepting my truth And like knowing everything that's made made me me I have to be willing to share that To accept my truth So when people ask me about certain things You know what I'm saying I used to be like No nah, I'm private You know what I'm saying And I, I still am very private That's just who I am as a person private. But if you like my people people And you ask me about a situation I'm making a point now To be honest and transparent about it Because I owe you that You know what I'm saying If I rock with you If I say I roll with you like that even if I'm embarrassed about the situation, I got to realize that that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? I can't hope and pray that it's something that it wasn't. You know what I'm saying? That's just what it was. That's what the situation was. You know what I'm saying? I can't be like, oh, they'll think of me as like, I'm at fault now. Or they'll think of me as less than. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Once I accept me, accept my truth, I can move forward in this life. And if you really rock with me like you say you do, you you accept my you know, flaws and all. You know what I'm saying? You realize that I'm not perfect. But you rock with me because you know I'm willing to work with you. And that's a relationships, friendships, or whatever. So it's very layered, but it's a lot of introspect, a lot of maturity, and a lot of coaching that you have to give yourself. And some people don't get to that point, man. And that's why it's important to talk about this now. Cause you gotta be a voice of reason, or you gotta be a voice that can touch somebody in a point where they feel like they was at the points where you was at, where you like the abyss. You know what I'm saying? Or the anxious points you talking about where you wake up in the morning some people were like, man, I wish I didn't wake up. You know what I'm saying? Or well, some days I woke up and I'm like, man, I'm really doing this over again. Hmm. Like, I really got to get up and do life today. Right. That's crazy because I don't want to. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I wish I could have slept a little bit longer, maybe 10, 10 more years. Or yeah. well, maybe. For <laughs> real. <Hold on, laughs> or
2: maybe real,
0: so. you Wish I didn't get up. Honestly. Like, yeah. would anybody care at this yeah. point? Because, like, cause sometimes that's how
2: you feel. For real. Yeah. For real. So yeah. it's like. You know yeah. what? B, because while you in it, you, you feel like there's no end point. You know what I'm saying? It's like you feel like you're on the hamster wheel constantly you going no over, and over. You have you know no saying? example.
1: You you have no you have. Imagine if you if you if you had you know if your dad's like, hey son, I've been through this. I know what it's like. That would that would that would have changed.
2: That would have did like okay. It ease you a little bit. It's All like right. okay, I'm not tripping.
1: You got through this. You, you experienced something like this. Like that helps. That's why like you calm. look up to. You know what I'm saying? It's
0: yeah. Like and let, and let me also say this as a disclaimer. I feel like black women are the strongest women on earth. I don't know how y'all do all the things y'all do. Um, How y'all combat all the emotions y'all do. How y'all handle all the responsibilities that you do. And still do it with a smile. Still able to nurture your kids. Still able to provide, you know, for the family. Still able to keep your mental sanity while the world beats you up. Sometimes the person who loves you beats you up. You know what I'm saying? Don't care for you or don't you know display the emotion that you deserve,
2: and I think as men sometimes we are insensitive, absolutely as well. So then they also got to deal with you that. Usually, as well. usually are yeah, yeah. yeah. and, and that's, that's that's
1: and that's why we gotta that's why we gotta do better. We gotta do better just for for that sake and just for the sake of balance and, and like I say, even that especially like I say in our community, like we we have the 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 household that's that's damaged the most. So and a lot of that, a lot of that stems from us. You know what I'm saying, like. Probably a good eighty percent of it stems from us, and and the, cause he's, think about it, if we having this conversation, and we haven't, you know, like to think that you know, what I'm saying we we evolved past certain situations and got certain mindsets from going through an, an introspection. How many how many black men don't? How many black men go through something, have a chance for introspection? Say you know what, man? Nah, I'm gonna be. I'm to be. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be rigid. I'm gonna be hard. I'm gonna be tough. I'm gonna be aggressive and they and then you skew that stuff out back onto to most likely the woman who loves you, you know what I'm saying? The woman earthy. the woman who cares about you the most. So now you beating down this woman emotionally, spiritually, psychologically and 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 then we wonder, you know, why why are children being born with emotional trauma cuz like they that stuff you feel that stuff. Like you can't have no. a, a a toxic man and you you're not somebody who's not expressing themselves, somebody who's not dealing with their emotions in a healthy yeah. way, yeah. don't have the outlet from from they boys. So if you even you want to be that person, your boys are all like, Man, man up or you that's not gonna that's not gonna not gonna help. And not not to say that, you know what I'm saying, you, you there's not a point where you have to, you know what I'm saying, stand up on your own two feet and say, you know, I'm gonna get through this, but you have to have a point where you have to have a release first. Yeah. And I think a lot of black men we think we can just move forward without releasing emotion, and that's that's where we kind of get like built up. That everything builds up, and then an event happens, and then it's it's a volcano. Yep. Like so maybe the maybe the event that happened wasn't that big of a deal, but you've been carrying so much this whole time, acting like you big macho man. And now life hits you, now everything kind of explode out. Now you're like, man, I don't know what's going on. Yep. Uh, I
0: would think, I would say that speaks to my dad's relationship and I, almost to the T. Because he didn't know how to exhibit emotion, because he was never really taught that. So what he was doing is just doing the best that he could by not <laughs> exhibiting emotion. He like, well, I didn't got through all this, you know what I'm saying? I didn't made it through. But he still bears scars, and I, I kind of see it now as in a more adult sense. I see where he was going through. He went through a lot of traumatic stuff. Like a testament to that man, because like, I don't know how he did half the stuff he did. Cause that that man went through a lot. But he did the best that he could. You know what I'm saying? It is not me beating up on them, but it's just analyzing things for what they are. Like and that's yeah. a, that's a, that's another thing about accepting your truth too. Like when you talk about certain situations, with certain people, you're not doing this to demonize them. It's it's just a way to analyze the situation to understand why you do some certain things. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes you be like, man, I don't know why. You know what I'm saying? Like a dude womanizing women, like man, I don't know why I'm just keep going through these women. These women. But your dad was a Rolling Stone. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of yeah. in you. Maybe he, like, you know, kind of pumped you up when you had, like, to a degree of, my man. Like, you feeling good about that, man. you like, maybe I want to... they going to repeat that behavior. You know what I'm saying? You want to repeat that behavior. So it's like, there's a lot of innate things that we think, man, it's just crazy. No, nah, it's, it's just kind of, it's been built within us.
2: It's a root cause. So. Yeah,
0: we got to kind of separate from those stimulus sometimes. So it's just like, by no means by accepting your truth should you feel bad about, you know, saying certain things. Or, you know what I'm saying? Or even, like, say man, or hurting some some people's feelings. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, it's not the intention. My intention is never to attack you, but to, for you to understand where I'm coming from. And hopefully you be, like you lend a lending, an open heart and a lending ear, so we can work through and try to figure out, you know, get to the root of what's going on. And maybe you can expose some things to me that make me understand why you acted that way. So that way I think, oh, it's not my fault. I don't, you know, I don't feel like that responsibility is mine anymore because you allowed me to know while you act in certain ways. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's layered. Communication at
1: the end of the day. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, to have a healthy relationship with anybody, you gotta have communication. So, if we if we talk condition reinforced to, as black men to not communicate certain things, to, you know, withhold certain information or to not be transparent or not be open, especially people like around us, it's almost setting up for failure. You know what I'm saying? We can't have any healthy... Dynamic as a family household, friendship, um, uh, romantic relationship, business yeah. relationship. Because we talk to we talk to not communicate truthfully, yeah. like and, and that's that goes back to every single thing we say is a problem in the black community. Bro, it's, it go back to that. We're not open with each other. We're not really, we're not really connected, and that's what's missing. Like we not you had a business transaction you can't even be honest like hey I man i can't i can i'm only done at this time but cuz this is going on and i'm i apologize you going you going might be shystier about it you might the person might feel slighted they going to tell you about it. they are tell they going to tell somebody else about it like we got this back back way of communicating and and I, I feel like as black men you know what i'm saying we we not not trying to go back to that negative you know what i'm saying strong black man complex but going back to that okay we we still need to be standing on our own too as equals and that means we have to also, be the example. You know what I'm saying, as far as communication goes, like how you communicate. You know, and I'm sure I can test to this. Like how how is you you I can take back like last twenty twenty fifteen years and how they impact your relationships with people when you're going through these things and you're not verbalizing and you're not communicating it in a healthy way. Every relationship, I'm sure y'all can y'all can kind of point to was like, man, if I was a little bit more open and transparent with myself. I could be more open with them, it probably would have went a little bit better. It might not have worked out, but it still would have been more healthy. Uh-huh. And it's like, we got that everywhere, every single city, every single block. We got black men who not communicating, not being open, but not because they don't want to, but because they haven't done with themselves first. So you can't, you can't communicate with yourself, honestly. You, can, you will never be able to talk to somebody else. If you're defensive with yourself, like, man, no, nah, I'm good. Then somebody else talk, bring it up or bring up anything that reminds you of that situation, you're going to snap. Not to say that you know black women don't do it too, but black women, like you said, they gonna hold it together a little bit longer. I don't know how they do it, man. Uh, man, it's, it, it, y'all don't know how y'all do it. Man. Y'all hold it together like it ain't like nobody' business.
0: Sure.
1: And like men, we we tend to we tend to crack. You know what I'm saying? But we do it in a different mm-hmm. way. We do it in a way that I guess women can crack sometimes, but we think of it as it's cracking because it's, it's being an emotional release. We crack, it's aggression, it's, you know what I'm saying, defensive. It's still our action. So we, we, try to, we, try to, we try to do it in a way that's still, like, we're not weak. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we got how to learn how to communicate in a way that's not going to be seen as weak. But if that's going to be different, that's fine. But you still got to have a way to communicate and be open, especially the people who are around you, you know what I'm saying, and, and care about you. So that's just a real thing, you know what I'm saying? Brotherhood is important. That's why, that's why men love sports. It's a one time to kinda, you know what I'm saying, not be vulnerable, but we're still Got that camaraderie. We're still we're still this that aggression comes off, you know what I'm saying? We it's a one time you get aggression off.
0: It's a socially acceptable way to display emotion without it being shown. You love your teammate, yep. but
1: you ain't you, you know saying, you love your teammate, but you ain't finna just be like, I love you man every day, but you get to do but it's like we gotta take that take that aspect and put that into real life situations like bro, you you should you should have that communication that love for for
0: yourself first of all and then everybody around you and be able to communicate it okay so just in closing i know we went a little bit long but i feel like this is an important conversation that needs to be had um and yeah it touched on certain topics that i feel like uh are often shunned in you know society or seen as taboo so you know i just pose this question to you gentlemen as like a final wrap up like if you could speak to yourself maybe 10 years prior or a young man or young w- woman, you know, within the community that's kind of going through, you know, similar things that you were going through at your low points or your low spots, you know, what advice would you give them, um, as far as getting to those spots and, you know, what, what type of mentor relationship would you have in order to bring, you know, that taboo or that stigma off mental health, depression, anxiety, etc. cetera.
2: You, you want to go first? Sure. <laughs> no, I am mean, i
0: so I guess uh, my thing is just again accepting your truth. Um, don't be afraid to talk to somebody as far as like uh, whatever you're going through, and and the onus is really upon the people that you're talking to because you have to have someone who's gonna take you serious and who's gonna give you a lending ear um, and give you you know relevant advice that's gonna be beneficial to your future. Um, so. Just have the opportunity to understand that, you know, what you're going through or talking about is okay. It's normalized. Um, you're not weak for feeling the way that you do. And then, you know, also have a, you know, solid person or a mentor that can kind of help you out and talk through those situations that you may feel like or uncomfortable for you. Because um, everyone needs a circle. You need, you need, a, you need a resource of people you know, no matter how big or small it is, that you can be completely vulnerable with, let down your whole guards, and then let them know exactly how you are feeling about a certain situation, and then we're going to help you navigate and get through. They may not even give you the best advice, but the fact that they willing to listen to you yeah. and help you in a moment of need could be all the difference between you know you
2: going a different direction, like that. So. I I I think I would tell myself that um. Everything is temporary. What you're going through is temporary, you know. So whatever situation, whatever struggle you're going through, you know, like like, like Jockel said, there's so many other things going on in the world, so many other things you can be a part of that, you know, just kind of weathering that storm and not putting a lot of pressure on yourself, you know. And, uh, Dre, also to echo what you said, accepting your truth, you know, try, try to connect with healthy outlets and um, resources and mentors to you know, um, really weather the storm and educate yourself on what it is you're actually struggling with, being able to identify that and then educating yourself on that and not feeling less than. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Against the Rain podcast. Um, Of course, this episode, it was was a lot more heavy, but it was something that was near and dear to our heart, and we felt like it was needed uh, within our society and within our communities. For sure, for sure. So we just want to hit you with
0: a few healthy outlets to kind of combat any depression, anxiety that you're going through. Um, the first of which is just uh, exercising regularly, find a way to get out the house, kind of get out, uh, get in tune to get your body moving. Definitely eat better. So make sure you have some balanced meals. You may not feel like eating, but definitely get up, get, eat a nice breakfast, lunch, dinner, get some snacks, uh, really energize your body to really combat the day. Um, and definitely, like, just fall in love with your purpose. You know, find what you really like doing in this life, and then engage it each day. Uh, find something that you know that you have worth. Uh, in, and continue to execute in those movements, so you can uh solidify that worth as well. So, if you're looking for any more
1: resources, you can go to
0: mentalhealth.gov.
1: That's mentalhealth.gov.
2: And also locally here in the St. Louis area, you can also go to StartHereStl.org. Once again, stored here, STL.org You are loved, you are appreciated. If you need anything, you no know, you got help
0: and support. Peace.